As we close out the summer, we're looking back at some of Kindred Cast's most inspiring and interesting moments. Today, Dr. Habib Sadegi, or Dr. S as he's known, the co-founder of Beehive of Healing Medical Center in LA, draws on his personal health odyssey to deliver a unique prescription for how to live a healthy life. To hear the full show, check out episode 42. Also, please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss a new episode when we return. And now, listen in to Dr. S. So you think that, and you believe, and you've obviously practiced and continue to practice the belief that if you treat the peace of mind, I should say, overall, or the soul, then you can uh, prevent diseases even as severe as cancer or anxiety or other things like that. I don't believe. I know. And I know simply because this is the reason that I'm sitting in front of you, Arya. You know, I was given, they basically gave me a death sentence and all my medical records, it's published in the book, The Clarity Cleanse. And, you know, and I went to the Mecca of oncology, City of Hope you know, here in California, door to California. And, uh, you know, 70% chance of metastasis. That was the diagnosis and that I wasn't going to have any babies, right? We have two children, uh, Hafiz and Hannah, a son and a daughter, naturally. I'm healthy, knock on wood, I'm alive. You know, the very doctors, they can't believe it. My own oncologist, you know, she's a dear friend. She moved up to University of Washington in Seattle. But I know that this works because I'm alive and I'm sitting in front of you. Consciousness matters. And people go and and invest a significant amount of time and their lifetime in getting an MBA, getting a PhD, getting a JD, getting this degree and that degree. And we hardly spend time to really cultivate what it means to have integrity, to to be connected with a deeper truth. The whole idea of consciousness, we poo-poo it as something that it's really far-fetched and it's not hard science. It is hard science. And our lives depends on it. But what is consciousness? I mean, is that a is that about the clarity um, exercise to go through to be in touch with your own truth or what your soul is about, what your purpose is? What does the consciousness mean? Absolutely, consciousness can mean many things to many people. The way I use consciousness is that space, mental space inside that we have to be able to make decisions logically and intuitively at the same time. A lot of people are going through life and they invest so much of their resources financially and and their hard-earned time by wanting to know things either black and white. But the reality is that they don't develop what I refer to in the book as negative capability. Negative capability was coined by the poet, John Keats, who actually uh, was a medical student (laughs) and he got tuberculosis and he dropped out and he became a poet. And the way that John Keats uh, describes uh, negative capability is the ability, the ability to sit with the mystery of not knowing. Hmm. Just really think about that. How much of our time we invest wanting to know, right? We think that life is black and white, that the light switch is on and off. But the reality is, and science has proven this, that it's actually a dimmer effect. It's like, how much truth do you want? How much integrity do you want? 
How much light do you want? That's consciousness. And if we don't cultivate it, then what you get is chaos. So you have to know, first of all, you don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And to do that, you have to be very truthful with yourself. Very truthful that there are certain things that you're aware of, but I mean, it's really mind boggling. Look at the language that we use. We still talk about sunrise and sunset. There is no sunrise and sunset. The sun is not moving. We're actually rotating around ourselves and around the sun. You see, Mm -hmm. it's earth rising. (laughs) But see, the language that we use, it takes us into lack of clarity. The language that we use. And I'm being very meticulous with the language that I'm using. Why? Because the linguistic abstraction as mammals, this is really what sets us apart. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO or if you're a worker. If you're not careful with the language that you use, then what you do is you start a trickle-down economy of thoughts that will overwhelm you. Well, what do these thoughts do? They upregulate, they create neurotransmitters such as glutamine, glutamate, right? Epinephrine, norepinephrine, serotonin, melatonin, histamine, and so forth. But what do they do? They create feelings, You feel good, you feel bad, you feel high, you feel down, all that. And then what? All these feelings will upregulate, will shift and change our hormones. Testosterone, growth hormone, estrogen, progesterone, pregnenolone, DHEA. And what do they do? They create an emotional set point or what's referred to as personality. (laughs) For most of us, we get stuck. Now, if you're a CEO and if you're in continuous pressure and you upregulate the level of epinephrine, well, guess what? You're stuck. Now, if you don't live in a world of chaos, you feel like you're depressed, something is missing. So what you're doing is your personality is continuously creating micro trauma, (laughs) micro chaos, and you're not even aware of it. Looking for a truth that you're not even grounded in reality from, you know? Exactly. Very well said. And so how, I mean, you have a... um, full schedule with uh, patients and you're very gracious with your time. Obviously you have a business practice around it. And a lot of your patients um, that are known and disclosed are let's call it typically type A people or star studded or incredibly successful in this world. So they were already successful when they came to you by the definition of society. So without being obviously indiscreet, how do you improve someone who's already successful, top of their game, a CEO, a celebrity, an entrepreneur, a humanitarian, what are they looking for when they come to see you? Yes, look, every person is different. We all have different paths. But one of the first distinctions that I bring forward for people to look at is it's okay to say no. It's actually, we refer to it as sacred no. Most people, they don't know how to say no. So what they do is they come up and they actually need, I'll give you an example. You are kind enough. You have this powerful, beautiful, wonderful event that you invited me to. And I said, look, listen, thank you so much for the invitation. And no, (laughs) it's just really simple. Now, this doesn't mean that you're not important to me. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. I don't respect you. It simply means that I know how much battery I have in my body, just like a cell phone. And most people, they really don't know how to say no. So they give a lot of yeses. And what happens is they burn up. They completely burn out their adrenals. And then what occurs is chaos, inflammation, depression, 
cancer, neurological issues, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis. Look, this is, is, an, is a secret answer to a prayer. <laughs> I really, truly believe that. That's why we started with the microeconomics of the soul. If a human being slows down, stops, and learns how to literally learn how to say no, they actually are saying yes to themselves, to self-care. Well, it's not easy, right? Because we're in a world at large, which is fraught with tension. feels like more than ever before, but maybe that's just how it feels. But that's also just a cop-out to talk about because it really is all about the individual circumstance that we go through, that I go through, that people go through. And there's definitely um, a moment in time about being a CEO that has to be very innovative, always transitioning, always in motion, uh, was leading in different ways, managing in different ways. Uh, this is the technology revolution where there are all different kinds of business models. All the media companies we talk about are in transition mode uh, in their business models, and and the markets are fluid and plentiful. It feels like a lot to grapple with, right? And mm-hmm. on top of all that, you have to be there for other people as a leader. But you're saying you, have to, you also have to be there for yourself. What I'm saying is that the greatest, the greatest wealth is health. The greatest wealth is health. And you could be the most innovative CEO. You could be the most powerful human being on the planet. If you do not put the oxygen mask on yourself first, really you can't survive, especially now. And is health about, you know, running in the park all day or is it about the diet or about nutrition? I really truly believe that health is about the ability to be able to think. You cannot be a CEO and fly two or three times a week and expect a different outcome than cancer and neurological issues. And here's why. When you are flying at 30 some thousand feet up, you're being bombarded with radiations, with gamma radiations and so forth. Traveling, okay, at that height, traveling, okay, 16 to 20 hours is equivalent to smoking a pack of cigarette on that flight. Just think about the level of free radical that your body gets exposed to. Now, on top of that, if you're eating poorly, if you have a sedentary lifestyle, if you're stressed, if you're literally continuously or ruminating over your thoughts and talking to yourself of what you should have done, what you could have done. Now, if all of a sudden you have a disconnection from your family, from your beloved, from your children, all that stress, the downstream effect is chaos. It's dis-ease. So health starts by slowing down, pausing, and really realizing that at the end of it all, at the end of it all, what matters is the spaciousness that you create, the clarity that you create to be able to pull, to suck the mirror out of life, as it said. I hope you enjoyed our show today. If you want to check out any prior episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Feel free to leave a review there as it helps people find the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at KindredCast for behind the scenes photos and info. Keep listening and see you next time. Audiation.